You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Glory to God. Are you ready for God's word? The title of my message is Three Things Resurrection Has Done. Two sisters lost their brother in John chapter 11. While he was still sick, maybe he was infected with coronavirus, they sent message to Jesus and said, Jesus, come quickly. Our brother caught the virus. He's sick unto death. And he said he was coming. For whatever reason, he delayed. By the time Jesus arrived, he was dead and buried. Not just that he died, he was buried. Buried. It means that the case has been closed. By the time someone is buried, it means that they have walked on the body. Maybe they've embalmed the body. And had a funeral ceremony. And cried their final tears. And laid him to rest. And gone home. To adjust to a life without their brother. Then Jesus comes to town. Amen. The conversation he had with Martha struck a chord in my heart. And the response he gave is why I'm sharing what I'm sharing with you today. Let's look at verse 23 of John 11. My focus is 25, John 11, 25, but let's start from 23. In John 11, let's just go one verse up. I just want to read, give you some. One verse up. John 11, 22. I just want to start from what she said. Then this was his answer. Hmm. Up again. Let's start from 20. Thank you. 21, thank you. John eleven twenty one. For those of you listening in. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. That means it's your fault. There are some of you here that have something to blame God for. There's some of you that have something that you say, if not that I receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I know where I will now be by now. You don't know Jesus. If you're still one of those that talk like that, people that say, oh, I remember, I was talking to someone one time, he said, I remember the good old days. And he's talking about his days in sin. It cannot be good old days. They cannot be good old days. Christ has brought you into better days. 
salvation has brought you into the best of days. Say it with me. Say salvation has brought me into the best of days. Listen, listen, listen. As long as you are still seeing it as the good old days, there will not be better days in front. Because all of what Jesus did is anchored on what you believe. So you have to recognize that the day you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, you came into the best of days. It is the beginning of the best of days. There's a scripture in Job that says man that is born of a woman is of few days and many troubles. I used to use it for my evangelistic meetings many years ago. Man that is born of woman is of few days and many troubles. But thank God we are not born of woman alone. We are born of God. So, hey, that is true. That scripture is true. But man that is born of God is of everlasting life. Amen. And full of testimonies. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus did not say, you are talking to me like that. No. She was in the presence of love. Amen. Glory to God. People say stupid things when they are sorrowing. Have you heard people that lost loved ones? They say, God, kill me too. Kill me too. Since you are killing all of us, kill me. Have you heard people talk like that? If you had been here, my brother would not have died. I'm talking to someone. Listen, listen, listen. Don't be a victim of your experiences. Let me say it better. Don't be a victim of your past. Let me say it better. Don't be a victim of mistakes. Don't allow your yesterday victimize you. She's still talking about if if you had been here, if you were here, my brother would not. But okay, but I'm here now. You are still talking about what happened yesterday. You are still looking for who to blame. Listen to me. Resurrection. <laughs> if you have embraced resurrection, you are no more looking at what happened yesterday. Because resurrection means that <laughs> death has been done with. Amen. Let's, let's read further. Let's, let's read further. When 21. Verse 22. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou will ask of God, God will give it thee. That looks like a statement of faith. Verse 23. The moment she said that, look at what Jesus said to her. Jesus said unto her, What? Thy brother shall rise again. Our city will rise again. Amen. Our social life will come back again. Amen. Glory to God. He said, Thy brother shall rise again. Life will return to normal. Amen. When she heard it, to make you understand that, you see, one thing religion does 
religion always postpones the blessing. In pidgin English, there's what we call one day now one day. There's this one day now one day mentality that some believers have. No, it's not today, one day, one day is this. Listen, faith always is in the present tense. Faith is not future for you. It is present tense. Look at the next verse. 24. We're going to 25. That's where I'm going to. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. The Jews believed that there was going to be a resurrection. Amen. Say, I know. So, she thought that was what he was talking about. When he said, your brother will rise again. No, he wasn't talking about the future. He's talking about now. And I've come to you. There's a now word for you. Amen. There's a now, there's a now visitation of God for you. There's a now solution to the situation you are in. Glory to God. Look at verse 25, which is the reason why he came here. In John eleven twenty-five, Jesus said unto her, and that which he said, he's still saying today to you. He said, I am not I will be. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Jesus was not just talking about the future. He's saying, <laughs> believing in me will provoke resurrection in your life. Now the English didn't look correct to me. He didn't say, I am the one that makes people say, I am the resurrection. I say, resurrection is not supposed to be. Resurrection is an event. Amen. <laughs> you understand that? It's an experience. It's an event. He's saying, I am the event. I am the happening. Amen. Glory to God. I am the resurrection and the life. Nobody talked like Jesus. You know, we look around the world today. Religious people think... That if you are a servant of Jesus, your head is supposed to be bent down. Your shoulders are supposed to be dropped. And you are supposed to be walking like that. And not looking at anybody's face. Because you are a believer in Jesus. No. The Jesus that we know was radical. Amen. He was audacious. Glory to God. He made controversial statements that everybody on Facebook started posting. Are you understanding me? That is the Jesus we know. Amen. Jesus was not playing to public sentiments. He will talk, people will be angry. There are only two things that happen when Jesus talks. He makes you mad or glad. He doesn't live in between. Amen. Are you understanding me? He makes you mad or glad. No in between. Now, remember this same Jesus had said some chapters earlier. I am the light of the world. If you were there that day, you say, you see all these young men? That's the problem I have with all these young men. They'll be talking big, big things. He will not even say it's the light of his family. He says, does he know the world? He had said that one. Now, somebody is sorrowing. You come and tell the person, I am the resurrection. <laughs> and the life. May you talk like Jesus. I said, may you talk like your master. In the name of Jesus. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Now, Jesus 
again. After this statement was made before he died. Then Jesus died and rose again. Now John the apostle had a vision on the island of Patmos. Revelation 1.18 Where Jesus appeared to him Jesus again declared something He said I am he that liveth And was dead Amen <laughs> Then he said And behold I am alive forevermore Amen And have the keys of Hades And of death Who talks like this? I am he that liveth dead. Then he said, Behold, I am alive forevermore. If someone says, I am alive forevermore, I will never die. <laughs> Glory to God. Let me start with this. Resurrection is the cornerstone of our faith. Amen. The difference between life in Christ or Christianity as you would call it. And every other faith is resurrection. Amen. Resurrection. We don't argue whether the founder of Buddhism died. As long as he's not here, we agree he died. We don't argue whether Muhammad died. As long as he's not here, we believe he died. In short, nobody's even arguing whether Jesus died. Everybody agrees that there was a man called Jesus. That once walked the streets of Jerusalem. That once lived in Israel. 2,000 years ago. And then he died. The argument is, did he resurrect? Amen. That was the argument. Now, you can't say you believe in Jesus and not believe in his resurrection. Do you know what actually makes you saved? Hi, yeah, 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 yeah. Some people think that the biggest thing God did for us is forgive us our sins. No. No, it cannot be. It cannot be. If our sins were forgiven and we were not given a new life, we would still not be children of God. We would just be forgiven sinners. Amen. Listen, Jesus didn't leave us in between. We are not forgiven sinners. No. We are saints. Amen. In Romans 10, verse 9. I want you to look at the scripture closely so you understand what you actually believe. In Romans 10, verse 9. Put it up. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth. What are you confessing? The Lord Jesus. Then it now tells you what you must believe. The core thing you believe. And shall believe where? In your heart. That what? That God had raised him. That means his resurrection you believe in. Amen. Am I communicating? No, it's not that you believe that he died. No, you believe that he was raised, raised up. Did you see the scripture? Believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. If you believe and don't believe in resurrection, you cannot be saved. The gospel has five components. 
In 1 Corinthians 15, I've thought this severally. In 1 Corinthians 15 from verse 1 to 4, it talks about the five components of the gospel. It means that this good news that we preach, if you take out any of these components, it's not a complete gospel. Let's read it together. He said, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you. So Paul is talking about the gospel. Which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. Okay? Verse 2. By which also ye are saved, if you keep in memory what I preach unto you, unless you have believed in vain. From verse 3 now, he's going to tell us the components of the gospel. Let's read it together. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, follow me, how that what? Christ died. Never say Christ died. The first component of the gospel is that Christ died. The death of Christ reveals to us that he became a man. Amen. Now, some of you don't understand this. You are not a sinner because you were sinning. No. You are a sinner. You were labeled a sinner in the first place. I'm talking about those who are not your saved or before you got born again. You were labeled a sinner not because of the sin you committed. You were labeled a sinner because of the sin Adam committed. So sin was imputed to your account. The Bible told us in Romans 5.12. It says, for by one man sin came into the world. And death by sin. And death came upon all of mankind. That means that how you became a sinner is by your identification with Adam. Mankind identified with sin through Adam. Am I communicating? So, the reason why, you see, a baby that is just born, he's just born today. He has not done anything wrong. He's just born. He has not told a lie. He has not stolen. He has not fornicated. He has not lost it in his heart. Are you understanding me? No, they just gave birth to him. You say, oh, pretty, pretty, beautiful baby. He's a sinner. A pretty sinner. You know why? Because he's coming from the lineage of Adam. Glory to God. By the offense of one, many were made sinners. So he's a sinner. So Christ died. Now, man and mankind identifies with sin through Adam. Christ came. For Christ to identify with sin, he had to identify with man. Amen. Are you listening to me? Christ had to become a man. So that he can identify with sin. Glory to God. Am I communicating? If he doesn't identify with sin, he can't take it. Am I communicating? So Christ died. That death is the death you would have died. Amen. Christ died. That's the first component of the gospel. Christ died. Never say Christ died. Say it again. Christ died. Number two. He said, how that Christ died for our sins. What did he die for? Christ didn't die as a martyr. He was not an activist that died. No. He died for our sins. The second component is that it was for our sins. For our sins. Not for his sin. He knew no sin. Amen. He was a lamb without blemish. Now, do you know what that means? It means that Jesus never sinned. Jesus never sinned. He never sinned. That was why he was even qualified to be the Passover, our Passover lamb. Glory to God. He never sinned. Have you not read 2 Corinthians 5.21? For he had made him who knew no sin to become sin for us. He knew no sin. 
Glory to God. Did you get that? So Christ died, first component. Second component, for our sins. Say for my sins. Say for my sins. He died for our sins. That's the second component of the gospel. The third component for our sins is, is say, according to the scriptures, read for, for that verse 4. Go to verse 4. And that he was buried. The third component is that he was what? Buried. So when he died, he was buried. The case was closed. In the burial, a lot of things happened. While his body was in the grave, his spirit went to hell. Amen. The same way your spirit would have gone to hell. The reason why your ticket to hell has been cancelled is that it has been used. You didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. The reason why your ticket to hell has been, it has been used already. The ticket has been used. He was buried. That's the third component of the gospel. The fourth component of the gospel is that he rose again. That's why we're here today. He rose again. He rose again. This was not a sleep. He was not sleeping. He rose again. Hallelujah. Say with me, he rose again. Say, Jesus rose again. That's the fourth component of the gospel. That means any gospel that doesn't carry these components is incomplete. And the fifth component of the gospel is that that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. It's according to the scriptures. He did it in fulfillment of what was written. Amen. Now I came here because I just want to help you. But what my focus is, is that the core thing you believe is that he rose again. If the believing stops at the fact that he was buried, it cannot produce eternal life. Amen. Are we together? You have to believe that he rose again. Hmm. There are no meaningless details in scripture. You see, there were divine institutions in the Old Testament. Set up by God. The office of the prophet. That's the first institution that was set up. So, the reason why God called a man. Are you understanding me? The office of the prophet was the first institution that was set up. So we know about Moses. We know about the prophets of old. Abraham and the rest of them. We know about Moses. He had a revelation from God. He, God approved of him. With signs and wonders. As he did of Jesus Christ. But through the prophetic institution. God set up the priesthood. Amen. The institution of the priesthood. Through Aaron. Are we together? Then through the prophetic and the priesthood. He set up kingship. Amen. So there were three institutions in the Old Testament that were anointed of God. The office of the prophets. Nobody had the spirit of God upon them except they were prophets, priests, and king. Amen. In the New Testament, the Bible now tells us he has made us kings and priests. Amen. Am I communicating? Now, but I'm saying it, follow me while I'm saying this. So, in the order in which these institutions were set up, is the same order in which Jesus fulfilled or is fulfilling his ministry. Amen. Are you with me? Now, the prophetic ministry was set up in the Old Testament. Through the prophetic ministry, after that, the priesthood was set up. After the priesthood, kingship. 
Jesus came into this world first as a prophet. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He came as a prophet. To many he was a prophet. That's why I asked, whom do men say that I am? They say, some say you are Jeremiah, some say you are Elijah, some say, because he acted like a prophet. Hallelujah. But they never seen this kind of prophet before. And Moses already prophesied, a prophet like unto me, amen, will come. He was talking about Jesus. So he came first as a prophet. Then in his death, when he resurrected, he entered the next phase of his ministry as our high priest. Now he's still our high priest. When he returns, he will be king. Amen. Are you with me? So the same order. The same order. He's going to come to reign on earth for a thousand years in the millennium. That's the kingship. The same order of the Old Testament. Prophets, priesthood, kingship. It tells us the picture of the ministry of Jesus. Glory to God. Am I communicating? Now, but where we're going to is this. There are three things that resurrection means. Amen. Now, because of this resurrection of Jesus, you know, the question is, what, what does resurrection mean? Why, 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 why the resurrection? Why the resurrection? So, I'll show you the first thing. Let's look at Romans chapter 1, verse 3 to 4. Is this helping anybody? Because... You're alive, because you're alive, I live. Because you're alive, because you're alive, I live. I live, I live, because you are risen. I live, I live, because you're alive. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, because you're alive, because you're alive, I live. You're not singing it well. I live, I live, because you are risen. I live, I live, because you're alive. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, because you're alive, because you're alive, I live. One more time. I live, I live, because you are risen. I live, I live, because you're alive. Thank you, Jesus, because you're alive, because you're alive. You will not have those nightmares again. I'm ministering specifically to someone. I curse those nightmares around you that harassed you. You will not have them again. From tonight as you sleep, you are free. That bondage is broken. In the name of Jesus, you are loosed. Because you're alive. Because you're alive. I live. 
take because again. Because you're alive. Because you're alive. Now I want to show you three, three, three meanings of resurrection. All right, but but I said you must believe in resurrection. Tell your neighbor you must believe in resurrection. Okay, that you will believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. That's the cornerstone of our faith. Jesus was raised from the dead. The scripture I read to you in 1 Corinthians 15, I stopped at verse 4. The scripture was trying to prove that Jesus rose again. Permit me before I go to John, um, Romans I told you. Let's just look at verse 5, alright? 1 Corinthians 15 verse 5. Let's just read down. Now, after talking about the fact that according to scripture, he was raised on the third day according to scriptures, verse 5, verse 5, verse 5. He was raised according to scriptures. 5, 5, 5, 5. And that he was seen. This Jesus that was raised, he was seen of Cephas. Cephas is the other name for Peter. That means Peter saw him. Then of the twelve, amen, the twelve saw him. Now, understand that they saw him dead. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you understanding me? They saw him dead. Now they saw him alive. So he's telling you. He said he was seen of Cephas. He was seen of the twelve. Go further. Verse, verse 6. And after that, he was seen of above what? 500 brethren at once. Of whom the greater part remain until this present, but some are falling asleep. Verse 7, just add to that. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. He went further. Let's go, let's go a little further. Verse 8, let's go a little further. And last of all, he was seen of me also. As a one born out of due time. Amen. What he's saying is that I know he's alive. My prayer is that everyone will recognize in their hearts that he's alive. Amen. Okay. You know, there's a prayer that Paul introduced. I don't want to turn this in, in Ephesians 3. He said that Christ might dwell in your heart by faith. That means that the Christ you're talking about, he must be alive in you by faith. The, are you understanding me? You, you, you must believe he's alive. Glory to God. Am I communicating? He said, 500 people at once saw him. He's trying to tell you that, look, this it is not a, is not, this is not a, there's a pigeon English that he used to speak. Uh, when he says something is a lie. Fabu, it's not Fabu, it's true. Jesus rose from the dead and he's alive. Glory to God. He's alive. Shout, he's alive. Now let me explain something to you. Explaining that resurrection is the cornerstone of our faith. In that same First Corinthians 15, the 14th verse said something. He said, if Christ is not risen, verse 14, if Christ is not risen, he said, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is so in vain. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? That means, are you getting what I'm saying? If Christ, and if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain. Your faith is also vain. The point is, Christ is risen. Let me read it to you in um, a newer translation. Give it to me in NLT, then we'll read Amplified. <laughs> I love the way NLT and Amplified puts it. In NLT it says, let's read it together. And if Christ has not been raised, then all our preaching is useless. And your faith is useless. I want to ask you, is your faith useless? Amplified, amplified, amplified. 
And if Christ has not risen, then our preaching is in vain. It amounts to nothing. And your faith is devoid of truth and is fruitless, without effect, empty, imaginary and unfounded. The substance of our faith is that it is locked in a living Christ. Christianity is not a continuation of Judaism. Christianity is not following dead religion. Christianity is coming into life of resurrection. Amen. It's embracing resurrection. Embracing resurrection. Old Testament saints saw resurrection from afar. Job saw resurrection from afar. He saw resurrection in Job 19 verse 24 and 25. He saw it. He looked at it and said, Ah, I know that my Redeemer liveth. He will stand on the latter day upon the earth. Amen. He said, Though the worms eat my skin, but I know in my flesh I shall see God. That was Job speaking. <laughs> he was talking about resurrection. Job is the oldest book in the Bible. Amen. And he saw, he saw something. I know my Redeemer leave it. He saw it from afar. Job saw it from afar. Daniel spoke about it in Daniel chapter 2. Glory to God. He said, many that sleep in the dust shall awake. Amen. He said, they will awake. They were sleeping in the dust, they will awake. He said, some to everlasting life. And some to shame and contempt. Everlasting contempt and shame. Put it up, Daniel 12 2. In Daniel 12, 2, he was talking about resurrection. Glory to God. Resurrection. Resurrection. Job saw it. Daniel saw it. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Some to everlasting life. Some to shame and everlasting contempt. Amen. What will you wake up to? Amen. I'm asking you, what will you wake up to? What will you wake up to? Amen. Yes. The psalmist, Psalm 16, he saw it. Verse 10 and 11. He said, that will not leave my soul in hell. Neither will I allow my body to see corruption. Amen. Then he said in verse 11, you will show me the path of life. Amen. He was talking about resurrection. All of them had visions of, of, of resurrection. Some that, listen, you don't understand. Before that time, nobody understood that death, <laughs> forget death. When death happens, case is closed. When men started seeing how death was defeated, death was defeated. How? Someone conquered death. There's a guy, there's a champion. Amen. He's not now, he's not here yet. But in the future, he conquered death. Amen. So, what does resurrection mean? Romans 1, that's the scripture I want to read, verse 3 and 4. In Romans 1, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. Verse 4. And declared, yeah, 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 declared to be what? The son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness. How? By the resurrection of the dead. The first thing resurrection is, is a declaration of Christ's deity. Amen. Is a declaration of his deity. If Jesus came and preached and preached and preached and died and didn't wake up, he would be said to be a prophet. Amen. Because all the prophets died. Glory to God. But the only proof that he is not a prophet, a human being, he is God in flesh. God was made manifest in flesh. He dwelt among us. 
we beheld him as the only begotten of the Father. Meaning that resurrection was him declaring, let me explain two things. First, death was him declaring he is a man. He declared his humanity by dying. He declared his divinity or deity by resurrecting. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? There's no other way to prove I am God. I am resurrection and life than coming out from the grave. And they could touch the same body, amen, that died. Am I communicating? Am I communicating? Remember Thomas had to even touch the print of the nails. Check. Say, yes, this, I died. Now I'm awake. Now, people have been raised from the dead though. Don't be mistaken. But nobody has raised himself. Amen. Are we together? Are you understanding the difference now? So Jesus said, he didn't say, I will be raised. He said, I am the resurrection. I will wake up. Amen. <laughs> Listen, the rest of the world, if, if Jesus tarries, men will die. They will have to be awakened. Amen. The resurrection will come. There will be a sound from heaven. Amen. And the Bible says, the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we that are alive and remain will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. I was sharing one of the devotionals. I said, that technology is superior to 5G. will take off. will be cut away. Oh, in the visions of God, I've had such encounters. Not too long ago. Not too long ago. Not too long ago. Maybe just last a year or a year ago or a year and a half ago or two years back. I was in my bedroom with my wife. And then it was at night, but I'd woken up. Then I saw golden like bubbles. I don't know what to call them. That's the glory of God. I saw it surround me. At that time, I had a lot of issues that, you know, I had concerns and things I was naturally worried about. And then it just came and enclosed me. My wife was lying beside me. It enclosed me. Then I started going up. I started going up. I said, going up. I was like, wow. That's all I could say. Wow. Wow. I was like, this is the rapture. As I'm saying it now, the power of God is upon me. I was like, wow. Well, that's all I could say was, wow. Wow. You know, let me just say this. The first time, when, after it happened, I was like, Lord, I won't tell anybody. He said, no, share it. Yesterday, when I was thinking about it, and I said, you have not been sharing the things that I told you to share. Amen. I said, okay, okay. So I'm sharing it because he said I should share it. So, I was going up. I was just, I don't know how to explain it. There's nothing like it. So, let me be honest with you. I did not remember my wife. I did not remember my children. I didn't remember Jemima. I didn't remember anybody. I didn't remember you. I didn't remember anybody in this church. I didn't remember Renaissance Assembly. Amen. I was like, Wow. This is beautiful, wonderful. Wow, wow. Then I went up, went up, went up. Now, I've seen those golden droplets or bubbles, you call, I'll call them. I've seen them many years ago, 1997. I was in a meeting and I was surrounded by it. So I knew what it was. But now, I was going up, going up, going up. 
And then I was let go. And then everything just returned to normal. You know that kind of thing. I just every trouble in my heart just disappeared. Every thought I was worried about just vanished. Every concern I had just left me. Hmm. That one was preview. What about the real thing? Amen. So we know what we're preaching. Glory to God. I am not just one preacher that learned Bible. I have met Jesus. I know him. So, listen. Sharing what I'm talking about. Oh, glory to God. Pray in tongues for a minute or two. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you glory. Thank you, Father. So, amen. I'm almost out of time. So, Jesus declared his deity by resurrection. By being raised from the dead, he was declaring, I am God. <laughs> Listen, Jesus is God. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, we just had a course now about um, the, in the basic believers' course, and we're trying to explain the Trinity. And suppose they understand it, you know, um, but we explained it and they understood it. And I said, See, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Amen. There is no junior God. It's an absolute threeness and an absolute oneness. Amen. Are we together? God the Father is God. God exists in three modes. He exists as Father, Son, and Spirit. Amen. Are we together? He's plural, singular. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh huh. Jesus is God taking on a physical body. He became flesh and dwelt among us. So, by resurrection, he was proving his God. So, the first meaning of resurrection is the declaration of the deity of Christ. If anybody questioned whether he is God, resurrection was a proof. The Bible says, my first scripture I ever preached when I started ministry, put it, Acts chapter 1 verse 3. Amen. Acts chapter 1 verse 3. Acts 1 3. Let's read together. I want to go. To whom also he showed himself alive. After his passion, by what? By many infallible proofs. Being seen of them 40 days and speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Jesus showed himself alive. That's after resurrection. By many infallible. You know what's infallible? You cannot, you cannot fault it. Amen. Infallible proofs. Jesus is alive. I said Jesus is alive. I said Jesus is alive. Someone was asking me, oh, so in the midst of all this corona, the pandemic, what is God saying? I said, he's not saying anything different from what he was saying. You are the one panicking. There's no panic in heaven. 
There's no panic in heaven. You think that God is saying, hey, come, come, hold, hold it. Oh, 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 oh. No, 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 no. Everywhere is calm. <laughs> Amen. Amen. What he was saying is what he's still saying. Am I communicating? God is not under any emergency. Glory to God. The second meaning of resurrection. Romans chapter 6 verse 9. In Romans 6 verse 9. It says, Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead died no more. Death had no dominion over him. That means that the second thing is that Jesus exercised dominion over death. Glory to God. Are we together? So, it's dominion. Resurrection means dominion over death. Death has been conquered. Death has been defeated. That's why when he showed up in the house of Martha, to her, he has died. He's dead, he's gone. But he came to prove that he can reverse even death. Amen. Jesus did not do seven days prayer and fasting. He just came and said, Father, I thank you because you have heard me. Then he said, Lazarus! (laughs) The guy showed up and answered, Present, sir. Come forth. If you came or you are listening to me and you are having any symptoms that make you afraid that it's Corona, I declare it is not Corona. And it will not be Corona in the name of Jesus Christ. I command your airway to be free in the name of Jesus. I speak to your lungs to be free in the name of Jesus. I cause that fever in your body to pass out now in the name of Jesus. I speak to that cough to end in the name of Jesus. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, be healed in Jesus' name. That living Christ I call, in that name you are healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Why can we call his name and something happen? Because he's alive. So dominion over death. Some of you don't know what death is. Death is a personality. Yes, we know death is an effect or an experience or one else. But it's a personality also. Death will be judged. He'll be thrown into the lake of fire. He'll be judged. He's a personality. And now, how death shows. Death is first of all spiritual. It happens first in your spirit. It separates your spirit from God. It's called spiritual death. Then death in your flesh while you are alive is called sickness. Amen. Sickness is what we call incipient death. Incipient means early. Once you are sick, the death process has started in your body. Then there is the death occurring, when you physical death. Then there is what the Bible calls the second death. Dominion Jesus had, he had conquered death. Listen, if you believe in resurrection, you will live like someone that has conquered death.
Nothing will grow in my body that is not supposed to grow. In the name of Jesus Christ. Nothing that is not supposed to grow will grow in my body in the name of Jesus Christ. Are we together? So that's the second meaning of resurrection. Dominion over there. The first is declaration of his deity. The third meaning of resurrection for us today is Romans chapter 4 verse 25. I'll stop there. In Romans 4 25, let's read together. I want to go. Who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. The third reason for Resurrection is justification. Everybody say justification. <laughs> what the scripture is saying is that maybe the death of Jesus do you know what it means to be declared right? To be declared right means that God is saying that there's nothing that is too good for you. Is it not because man was wrong? That he became short of the glory of God. Now that he's right, what will happen? What will now happen? He said, For all have sinned and have come short. But now that you are freely justified, amen. You are no more short of the glory. Say, I am right with God. He said, Resurrection has made me right with God. Now, you know, some of you don't feel right with Him. But God is saying that He is right with you. In the sense that you are, He has declared you right in His sight. You are not trying to justify yourself. God has justified you. So, every accusation that is coming against you, He said, He is fine. He is alright. I have declared Him right. It doesn't stick why you have been made and declared righteous. The previous verse said that in the same way that sin was imputed, now righteousness is imputed. Amen. Not only, we talked about Abraham actually. He said not only to Abraham, but unto us also. Glory to God. It has been imputed. So I'm, I'm justified. Say I'm justified. Say again, I am, justified. I am justified. You know what justification means? It means that you have received the gift of no condemnation. Jesus saw that woman that was caught in the very act of adultery. You know what is very in the very act? It's not that they were not on their way, they were not finished. They were in the very act. Say, just stay there, just stay there, just stay, just stay there. Amen. That you, you can't deny that you didn't do it. You know, some people say, PJ, I didn't did it. You can't deny it. Now they were taking them out to throw stones at them. As the law requires. Then I said, let's just join Jesus in this stoning. Amen. Jesus was on his own. He doesn't know the woman. He didn't look like he knew the woman from anywhere. He was not involved in the very act. Amen. But involved him. Say, let's just, let's just involve, let's just involve. <laughs> So, what would you say we should do to this woman now? We caught her in the very act. He kept writing on the floor. Amen. Glory to God. The things that others call issues is not an issue to Jesus. Amen. 
You know there are some people that don't like you. Are you? You know that. See, 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 I'm the waka My brother, waka your waka. Amen. Jesus like your waka like that. Amen. Amen. See her head, self. See how she. What is she feeling like? Please feel like what you are feeling like. Amen. Is it their feeling? <laughs> it's your own feeling. <laughs> Glory to God. Jesus was just writing, writing. He said, I see someone we're talking to. After a while, he stood up. And he said, He that is without sin amongst you. And that's the same thing. Some of the people that don't like you, their lives also are not straight. All the guys that were trying to stone at her, some of them had personal issues. Are you understanding me? I've shared that with you before. Maybe she didn't agree for them before. They now saw her with another guy. You will die today. They were always stones. He said, he the, and see, there was a prophetic thing about it. He said, he that is without sin amongst you, let him cast the first stone. It paralyzed all of them. From the greatest to the least of them, they dropped their stones and started leaving. Uh, if we, we are, where they even came to call me from, self, <laughs> you know, where I was. <laughs> I don't want someone to know where I was. <laughs> You know, he dropped his own stone. Everybody left. Listen to me. When you embrace the forgiveness of Jesus, he will cause men to drop their stones. The stones they wanted to throw at you. It's not because they plan to drop it. No. And then all of a sudden, what happened? He was left alone with the lady. If you are told her, front jump, she will jump. <laughs> if I tell her, give me 10 push-ups, ah, she will do. Are you understanding me? Because she had just saved her life. But he asked her a question. Does anyone condemn you? She looked around. That's, they've all gone. No, sir. No. Neither do I. Hey, Kayabasa. Neither do I. And he's saying the same to you. Neither do I. Neither do I. Neither do I. May you hear neither do I in your spirits. May you hear it everywhere you go. Neither do I. Then he said, go and sin no more. Glory to God. Listen, understand the order. And I'll end there. He didn't first tell her, go and sin no more. Then he said, I won't condemn you. No. He first told her, you are not condemned. Amen. Then after that, he said, go and sin no more. By saying it, he empowered her to live above sin. Glory to God. And I pray over you today that you receive that gift of no condemnation. That you have been justified. And as you live here today, go and sin no more. In the name of Jesus. Receive that empowerment in your spirit. Now if you are watching this program. Or watching me on live stream. Or whatever you follow the service. I want to pray specifically. For anyone that has not made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. If you are in this hall also. I pray with you. Close your eyes everywhere. And you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life. This is the time. He is saying the same thing to you. That by reason of his death. 
by reason of his burial and resurrection the provision for you to come into salvation has been made now this gospel is welcoming you inviting you to accept salvation hey to embrace resurrection and to embrace life today can be a day for you to make jesus christ the lord of your life it will be awesome fantastic that on easter sunday you met with the lord jesus christ the reason why i can boldly stand today to preach the gospel to you is that one day i also met jesus i made him the lord of my life today can be your day if you're hearing the sound of my voice you want me to pray the salvation prayer with you wherever you are lift your right hand above your head and i'm going to pray this salvation prayer with you today will be a new beginning you will receive that gift of no condemnation you will receive the gift to live above sin as you make jesus christ the lord of your life if i see that hand i'm going to pray i see that hand i'm going to pray lift your right hand if you're not sure jesus is the lord of your life take advantage of this right now if that hand is up i'll pray with you right now say with me lord jesus i believe in my heart that you died for my sins i believe you were raised again from the dead and therefore i receive forgiveness of sin i receive eternal life into my heart from today i declare i'm born again all things are passed away all things become new in the name of Jesus. Welcome to the kingdom and the family of God. Welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the family of God. There are people that didn't believe in what we believed in. And then God visited them. And they ran to us and said, Now I believe. Now I believe. Our friend Apostle Charles that holds crusades around the world was sharing a story about how he was in an Indian city preaching the gospel. And a man, a Muslim man came. He didn't believe in Jesus. He came because he actually came to cause confusion in the meeting. As the preacher was preaching, he saw Jesus on stage. He said, shouting, Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. How can you, what, what else can you convince the man? He has seen the Jesus. Amen. He saw Jesus. He saw Jesus for himself. When we were bidding for this facility, we had all kinds of opposition. A man, he was not my friend. I didn't know him before then. He said he used to hear that God used to worry people. He didn't believe it. <laughs> he has not been able to sleep. He came and said, this is actually what is going on. Amen. He was looking for the pastor. Looking to see the pastor. He couldn't sleep. I've seen Jesus show up many times. As a teenager, I also had my own doubts. My parents were born again. They loved the Lord, serving Him. I didn't plan my life to go this way in my own mind. I was doing my own thing. One day I, I did something wrong. I took something from my mom's room 
and she was asking everybody who took it who took it she said, I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know she just said, the person that took it will not sleep. <laughs> sleep what? I will sleep very well. I've told this story sometimes, some people. I went, I was not in faith for what she said. I didn't even believe it. It's just one of the things that mommies say when they're angry. Then I went to my room. Let's suppose it was about. 10 o'clock, I close my eyes to sleep. Then I discover I'm not sleeping. <laughs> it's 11. Then I turn to the other side. There's something we used to know to do when you sleep. You do countdown. Then I do the countdown. 1,999, I don't know if some of you do it. I count reach the one. Normally you won't reach, you just twelve. I've not slept. I adjust myself. One. Hey hey. You know what they call in pigeon English, they call it koro koro. Your eye is just shining. Two o'clock. Three. Hey, I went to knock it's me, oh. <laughs> so I grew up in that kind of atmosphere. Are you understand what I'm saying? Jesus is alive. Let's thank Him for today. 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 Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the message of faith.